everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Wrestling With My Thoughts podcast. I am one half of the duo today, Ron G, coming to you, joined by my colleague, Brandon. How's it going, Brandon? Hey, yeah, it's going. <laughs> <laughs> Better than What's going on, Ron? Uh, man, nothing much. I can't call it. A uh, very busy week for me, um, and it seemed like the busier I was, the longer the day dragged on. Um, man. So, but uh, this week, folks, it's only going to be Brandon and I. Um, Kurt is missing, but the good thing is Brandon and I know exactly where he is. So, um, today, <laughs> yeah, today, <laughs> today, who who knows what's going to go on next time? But uh, yeah, Kurt's uh, Kurt's spending some some quality time with family, and um, you know that's something we definitely encourage. Um, so, without further ado. Um, Brandon, you want to go ahead and jump into it? Or I'm sorry, that was rude of me. How was your week, man? Um, I know, I know, uh, the school year is winding down and things are getting kind of crazy. Um, but uh, you know, work wise, how was uh, how was your week? Um, well, to be you know, to be well, I told you what was going on earlier, so I didn't even finish the week. But um, <clears throat> I will say that I don't want to go into details about what's going on. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it, but. It's, it's, it's been a just an up and down week, for lack of a better way to say it. Yeah. And, you know, we transparent on this podcast. I don't like to fake the phone or anything like that. But, um, yeah, um, you know, you just spoke about, you know, spending time with family, uh, folks. Just make sure y'all spend, spend time with your family because you just, you never know. Yes, so, sir. Yes, sir. But that's it. Yeah, and, and I apologize for and that. Yes, oh, my and, oh, my bad. And yes, we are winding down. Next week is the last week of school. Thank you, good Lord Jesus. <laughs> Just counting down the hours. Just um, count down the days and the hours. <laughs> man, oh man. Hey, Hill Club's checking in. Uh, sorry to hear that you've been having a rough time this morning, man. Um, I I can relate to uh, uh, the issues with your mom being ill. Uh, Hill Club. So um, you're you're in our thoughts and prayers this morning. Um, Yes, I did get your email, and I'm going to respond to that. I apologize for not doing it earlier, Hero Club. Uh, I, I've been very busy this week. There's no excuse for not responding back to you, just letting you know why I didn't. Um, but I will be replying back to you um, because I, I wasn't able to find you. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll get into that um, you know, later on. Um, and Brandon, I want to apologize to you. I asked you how your week was going, completely forgetting the conversation we had, uh, prior to the show. Um, and I, I just want to apologize. That wasn't an attempt right. to bring that out, but, uh, so I do want to apologize. Oh, no, it's all, it's all, it's all good. I wouldn't even, it, it's all good. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, folks, what we're going to do, we're going to, uh, jump right into the show. Um, and, uh, we're going to, we're going to go maybe about an hour this week um, because uh, Brandon's got some things to do. Um, I've got a couple of things I've got to do. So we're going to, we're going to make this quick and painless for you today. However, we do uh, want to start off the show um, by acknowledging the recent passing of uh, superstar Billy Graham. Yes, sir. Um, when I was a kid, <clears throat> and this is how, this is how messed up it was when I was a kid. Obviously, as a child of the 80s, I was exposed to Hulk Hogan before um, I remember seeing anything about superstar Billy Graham. And I would always hear people say that Hogan was kind of stealing superstar's gimmick. 
And I'm like, no, he's he's like Hogan. What are you talking about? And I didn't realize that he predated Hogan by nearly a decade. Um, so that being said, I grew up um, and and learned a little bit more about Superstar and his career, his promos. Um, one of one of our followers, uh, a gentleman by the name, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, a gentleman by the name of, of uh, Adam who follows us on the, on the Facebook page said that uh, the greatest compliment that uh, someone could pay Billy Graham within the wrestling industry is stealing from him. And the man of the hour, the man with the power too sweet to be sour. I always thought that was dusty Rhodes. Little did I know that he got that from Billy Graham. So, before we go into into talking more about uh, Billy Graham, what I want to do is is play a tribute. Um, I, I do want to state I honestly do not know uh, if we're violating any copyright laws with with playing this. I know that you can use uh, sounds up to thirty seconds, I believe, uh, without repercussion. However, I'm going to play the full tribute that WWE did for Billy Graham. One. Um, I think it's more fitting than anything uh, we could have done, uh, and and it's just such a good such a good tribute. So I do want to stress that we do not own the copyright to this. This is fully owned by WWE, and uh, hopefully we don't get in any trouble for this. But uh, yeah. let's go ahead. So says so Hill Club. We should be in the clear. So let's do it. <laughs> Sting like a thief, because nobody's beautiful and powerful as me. Introducing from Paradise Valley, Arizona, superstar Billy Graham. The WWE family is saddened by the passing of Hall of Famer superstar Billy Graham. Billy Graham was definitely ahead of his time. He was another intensity, another level, another color chart brighter. There's more colors on my body than the rainbow in the sky, Daddy. Superstar Billy Graham was just a new dimension, redefining, evolving the term of sports entertainment. They had never seen anything like him. He had the look, and he certainly could talk on the mic. I eat T-bone steaks. I live by Bell Place. I'm getting sweeter than a dripping chocolate cake. The man of the hour. The man with all the power. Too sweet to be sour. I am the superstar. He was the first guy to come along with the out-of-this-world physique. Look at the size of those upper arms. He set the standard of what people thought a superstar should look like. With an unrivaled charisma, Superstar became one of the most iconic villains of all time. And in 1977, Graham would shock the world by defeating the legendary Bruno Sammartino to capture the WWWF Championship, ushering in a new era of sports entertainment. Billy Graham was the main reason I got in this business. I said, man, I want to be just like him. He just had something so special. Unbelievable. He is bad to the bone. The controversy indicates stardom. Superstar Billy Graham might just be the biggest star of them all. 20 years. 
ahead of his time. He truly was the very first sports entertainer. Superstar Billy Graham, what you see is what you get, and what you don't is better yet. So yeah, I think uh, that was a fitting tribute. Um, we heard from uh, from Dusty, from Hogan, uh, Cena. Uh, I think Lawler. Yeah, Lawler was in there. Um, Brandon, what were what were your first memories of uh, of seeing Superstar Billy Graham? I thought it was Hulk Hogan at first. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why. <laughs> I thought it was Hulk Hogan. Yeah. But um um but now um as a younger as a younger fan, you know, I I've watched a few matches of Billy Graham here and there and I watched this documentary when it first came out. Um and I just kinda consider him he was the blueprint. They say that he was like the first like physical specimen in professional wrestling. So he's a physical specimen, he's a champion and he could talk. He could talk his ass off. And um he was he was the blueprint. Like all of the all of the guys that followed him, Hope uh, Ric Flair, Dusty Rose, um, and even, you know, to today with all of these performers who just get on the mic and they just have these one-liners, The Rock, all of those guys, they, like, Billy Graham is who, like, pretty much started it. They, I think if I got this correct, and forgive me if I don't, they say that basically he was, like, the first wrestler who embodied sports entertainment because he was entertaining as hell. Yeah, I mean, you know, from what I've seen, like he was, he was entertaining as hell. His presentation was on point. Um, even down, and I'm just gonna sound weird, but I like how when he was the champion and he would come to the ring, he'd get on the second row outside the ring and just hold the belt up. Mm-hmm. Like I'm the man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And he, I only think he was champion that long, but just that presentation right there, I was like, he is the like that, that guy right there is the guy, and he knows he's the guy. Yeah. And um, you know, so. I can't yeah, remember. Man, rest in peace to Billy Graham, man. He's he's a pioneer for real, and I think that a lot of this generation does not know. They should know, maybe just a little bit about because I'm like you have all of these, a lot of these superstars, all of their characters and everything are derived from what he brought to the table, from character, uh, promos, physique, all of that. He's the blueprint. So, yeah, rest I, in peace I, to Billy Graham. I know a lot of us. Uh, Wrestling fans, um, especially old school wrestling fans, hate to hear the word sports entertainment. But yeah, um, he was sports entertainment before there was such a thing. Um, right. His promo style was mimicked uh, or was mimicking Muhammad Ali. And, you know, from there, it, it kind of took off. Now, that's not to say there weren't showmen before Billy Graham or after, obviously there were, but I, I think the ones that came after were heavily influenced by him. Mm-hmm. Um, because he, I mean, he was, uh, I've read, uh, uh, something on, on his career that said that he was the first heel that was cool. It was cool to like him. Yeah. Um, yeah, he got that. I can see why. Yeah, he got plenty of booze, but it, it was cool to like superstar. Um, you can't sit here and say you can't sit here and say like those one liners were not. You were like, damn, that's some good shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm going, to, I'm probably going to use it. Yeah, and I know. <clears throat> excuse me, I know a lot of these guys uh, today may say, well, you know, there's there's better one liners or whatever. 
Well, you got to remember, this was in the 70s, and, and nobody was doing that. Wrestling nope. wrestling had a boom in the 50s with, with the advent of most American families um, having TVs. And then, you know, I, I think if, if memory serves me correctly, there was a little bit of a, of a lull in the 60s. Um, territories were still going, but as far as the TV product and things like that, there was a little bit of a lull, and then you had a another resurgence resurgence coming from the 70s into the 80s and he fit right into that um he was the the first one to to really talk like he was talking you had uh gorgeous george that came to the ring uh primping uh primping and 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 being all prim and proper and things like that but to see something like like superstar uh was just was different and Everybody, and I'll read more about this in just a second, but everybody who's anybody in the wrestling business took something from what he did and built on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, we're going to kind of straight. It's yeah. a straight trickle. It's a straight trickle down effect. Yeah, absolutely. It's <clears throat> straight trickle down effect because absolutely. when one mimicked the other, and it just went just on down the list, even to this day. Uh, Brandon, Hill Club wanted to join the conversation. I wanted to know if you wanted to bring him on for a little bit, maybe share his thoughts uh, about uh, Superstar. That's cool. Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and get... Uh, yeah, there you are here, Club. Let's go ahead and bring you on. Why can't I get him on? There we go. I invited you as a speaker. So, Hey, what's going on, man? How are you? Good guys, good morning over here on the East Coast. How's everybody doing? Doing all right. How you doing, Hill Club? Good to, good to hear from uh, you, man. Good to hear from you guys. And uh, yeah, the subject of today and during this week, uh, superstar Billy Graham, uh, huge loss in the wrestling business and fans all over that grew up watching Billy Graham. I only got to watch him a little bit when he was around in the late 80s because I was born in 86. And he was always hanging around with Don Marat during those days. And, you know, there was always the two types of wrestlers that I thought that you'd look at. The ones that were ripped and the ones that were buffed. And Billy Graham, when he was younger days, he was one of those ripped wrestlers. Like the days of Jesse the Body Ventura or Ravishing Rick Rude. Those guys were ripped. The ones that are buff, like Hogan was and everything, because we all know that, you know, some superstars took things, but mo- majority of superstars took things. Like, you, the least expected ones, like Piper. Piper didn't look like he took anything. Okay, fine. And you, it shows that he didn't take anything. Hogan, yeah, he took something. Jimmy Superfly Snooker, he was ripped and he took stuff. But Billy Graham, in his younger days and everything, he was constantly ripped and he was agile and he was had the charismatic that everybody wanted to be like at times. And he had problems during his life. He tried to come back and wrestling like, what, two or three times in his late years? And the fans wanted to see him. The fans loved Billy Graham. And especially when the day when he became a Hall of Famer, when he deserved it, and everybody was so happy, and they relived a lot of moments with him. And it was just a sad moment when he was in life support, 
during this week. And at the age of 79, that was way too young by any standards that anybody dies in their late 70s. It's still too young for them. And I feel bad that Billy Graham is gone because he idolized a lot of wrestlers to be superstars. Agreed. Agreed. I, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I think, you know, uh, Superstar was, was only five years older than my dad. Um, so I agree wholeheartedly. I, and I'm not just saying this because I'm 47. Um, I wholeheartedly agree with you that 79 is still young. Um, in, in relation to time itself, 79 is so young. And to touch on, uh, Superstar Billy Graham being so ripped and 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 so toned, um, we have to remember. And I, I don't. I'm not aiming this at you, Hill Club. A lot of people. Uh, I remember a lot of people giving Hogan shit, uh, giving mm. Superstar shit, and and all those guys at that point in time that were extremely uh, well defined and cut. Folks, you have to remember, steroids were not illegal at that point in time. They were. Right. They were legal you could you could i don't know what all you had to do to go to to get them um now i'm, I'm talking through the proper channels uh, illegally you can get anything you need but um, yeah, right. going through the proper channels at that time they weren't illegal so he wasn't doing anything wrong at that point in time yep, absolutely. absolutely yeah and so i think absolutely it's, oh go ahead brandon i was about to say just absolutely because i you know, like you I don't understand why folks, you know, shitting on those guys that, you know, was using steroids back in the day when it was legal to do so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, I get, cause people are, well, you know, you're, you're cheating, you're trying to get an edge, blah, blah, blah. But it's the thing. And this is how I look at it. I'm like, look, if, if I have this thing right here and I'm able to use it, and if that's going to, um, if that's going to take me to the next level, then I'm going to go and do whatever it is I got to do. There's nothing illegal about it. It's perfectly legal. And as long as I'm not hurting anybody else, then why not? Yeah. And and the thing to remember with wrestling, wrestling is a predetermined uh, simulation of a, a fight. So it's not giving you any unfair advantage, maybe to the fact that you have somebody like Vincent McMahon or uh, <laughs> Vincent, Vince McMahon who loved guys with, with bodies like that. It may give you an unfair advantage in front of him, but <clears throat> ultimate warrior. And, uh, yeah. you know, so maybe in that way it's given, given an advantage, but especially in wrestling, um, and especially with it not being illegal, you could, you could legally yeah. use steroids then. Yeah. So, um, now, if, it, if it was illegal, it'd be a different story. Right. Right. Completely right. different story. But no, nah, it's legal. And if that's going to give you, is no. that's going to gain you the edge in order to take you over the top or whatever? Because we all know where wrestling looks matter. Yeah. Well, really, in society yeah. in general, looks matter. So a whole lot more than what, what, what we like to admit. So, you know, it's nothing, no different than, you know, people out here today going to get, you know, plastic surgery and getting all this stuff done yeah, and all that. You're trying no, to gain yeah. an advantage. You're doing it the legal way, but you're trying to gain an advantage so that way you can get this look, whatever look it is that you're trying to get, you're trying to get this look so that way you'll be accepted. And when you're accepted, most of the time, you know, you gain a little bit more from it. So yeah, I absolutely. totally get it. Absolutely. And everything, you know, when I was at the early days of wrestling and I, I grew up watching it and there was always a category 
jobbers, people who didn't look like they took steroids, and people who looked like you could see how they were ripped up and they were taking it because it was all around the locker rooms, everywhere you go. Any big superstar took it. If I'm Hogan, Warrior, Snooker, uh, Savage, or if he took any, or who knows, he may have taken some things. People who are ripped up. Hell, look at Vince McMahon. Look at yeah. McMahon. How he's jacked up. <laughs> I think this is taking some little too. I mean, come on. At the, at his age, when the 90s and everything, he was built. I'm like, what the hell? Even, in, what was it? Yeah. Seven years ago, he wrestled again, and he was still jacked. Yeah. Yeah. At his age. Of course, he probably I mean, had a big helping hand of it. <laughs> yeah, I remember the first time Vince came out in that tank top to wrestle Stone Cold, and I saw those guns, and he was all oiled up. I said, good God almighty. Yeah, man, it was, it was exactly. crazy. I'm like, I'm like you've got to be kidding me. At his age, and he's built like that? Oh, come on now. No, Even Shane wasn't built like that. Yeah, no. yeah the, the human body... Um, doesn't na- I don't I don't care how good your genetics are the human body doesn't naturally look like that um now no. you, can, you can work out and you can you can get your uh you can get your uh, body fat percentage down and you can build your muscle mass but to get to the level where your veins look like you know a damn water hose in your arm um <laughs> there's something going on there i've got a friend of mine who the entire time I've known him, he's been ripped, has never lifted a weight in his life, and as far as I know, has never done steroids. He's genetically well-toned, but yep. it looks natural. He, he, when he flexes, he doesn't have him. veins popping out everywhere. Yeah. Hey, good, good for him, because I know some guys like that, too. They've never lifted a weight. Some of them have never sniffed the gym ever in their life, right. but they are naturally just toned and I'm like I wish <laughs> but even so like say in my like for my body type you know I'm short and stocky or whatever I barely go to the gym and go lift weights and all that type of stuff yeah. but I am what is called country strong or as my students like to say old man strong <laughs> you know, yeah cause I you know I, you know, I, I could do some damage some real damage or whatever but I, you know, I've never been an athlete or anything like that. Tried football once and got hurt, but I've never been an athlete or anything like that. And everything that I have is just natural, even the way that my body stores fat. Right. Because if you knew how much I weigh, you would think I would be a lot big. I'm supposed to be a lot bigger than what I actually look, but the way that my body just kind of store everything, it's an athletic build. So, and that's just that's for me genetics. Yeah. My mom's side and my dad's side all put together. So <laughs> well, you know, I, man. So like some of you know, some of us are legitimately and some of them guys they ain't never lifted a weight in their damn life and they can eat whatever the <laughs> hell they want to eat. And they all <clears> they <throat> body just look fucking impressed. I just I'd be so jealous. But I ain't, ain't getting on trying to get on no soapbox or anything like that. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be so jealous. I'm like, I just wished. <laughs> now, Hill Club, when when you talk, um, and I hope you don't take any offense to this, I know you said you were on the East Coast. Um, what what you don't have to give your location, but what region are you from? I'm in the New England area. Okay. Okay, so you were probably more, uh, even though you were born in, I think you said 87, you were probably more exposed to uh, to Billy Graham than either myself or Brandon were. Um, I'm in the I'm in the South in Georgia, um, and um, I got more NWA stuff. So 
I did see Billy Graham, but as I said earlier on, um, I thought he was a he was a Hogan knockoff until I got older and realized that he was around like yeah. I said, a, nearly a decade before Hogan. So yeah, well, I I mean, I'm a state over to where Greenwich, Connecticut is and everything. So uh, most likely the wrestling WWE was always up here and it was WWF. And yeah, and Billy Graham when he came back and he tried to come back and make a second or third run and everything. This is when he had the goatee and uh, how he was bald headed, but he was jacked up like Hogan. And you compare him to Hogan, and my God, it's like looking into what Hogan is now to what Hogan could have been yeah. in the future. And the way how they were both jacked up and they were stood side by side. Yeah, of course, uh, Graham was supposed to be like a Hogan knockoff. Just like how Hogan was, how, just like how Dusty Rhodes wanted to be another Hulk Hogan when he came to the WWE. But obviously they didn't think of it like that. But it, Graham was always compared to as like, let's say Hogan or Brune, or Don Morocco. Morocco was around still at that time, near the end of his career. Billy Graham was an idolized person, but you know, some people could never duplicate others. Remember the old saying, never, never duplicate what you first create. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. I, I just, I, I didn't know that he had been in the hospital for so long. I knew about the, uh, and I'm going to read more about that here in just a minute, but I knew about the infection that he had that started in the yeah. ear and it spread to his skull, but I Damn. didn't know that it was, that serious now it's serious yes but i didn't know that it was you know months long in the hospital serious and then certainly didn't know that it was uh you know life support serious so yeah um well hill club uh, we appreciate you joining us uh brandon and i are going to go ahead and get into the meat of the show and uh so we can get out here and get started on our day um i'm not rushing you off um, so oh, no, no. I was about to say, don't think that. Yeah, nah, we, we, we ain't rest you all, man. We, <laughs> no, no, I know you guys aren't. Yeah, man. Um, stick around, please. We appreciate your input and um, yep. we appreciate your your support. Um, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, all man, right, appreciate it. Thanks. Anytime, if you guys need me to join in next time, and everything, just let me know. Everything, I will definitely join in anytime. I listen to you guys now and everything, and you know what? This is what I've been looking forward to every Saturday. <laughs> well, oh, that's thank dope. you. Thank you. That's dope. Appreciate right. it. Take care, man. Take care, guys. All right. Always nice to hear from from fans. Hill Club, once again, thank you, man. Um, hey, man, he's, he's becoming a, a, a friend of the show. For yes, real. absolutely. I've been waiting to use that for a long time. <laughs> man, Actually, he, he is a friend of the show. He, as as much as you've been waiting to use that phrase, I've just been waiting for somebody to step in and look. This is going to sound real sad. I've been waiting for somebody to consistently follow us. Um, yeah. Now we had the guy when yeah, we were take this boy. yeah when we were doing our our shows using uh, another service. I won't give them any plug. Uh, we did mm-hmm. have someone uh, that was following us re- religiously. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah I, unfortunately, I can't get in touch with with Bam. To tell him where we are now, so we've lost that one. But uh, Hill Club, thanks, man. We appreciate. Well, now you never, 
Well, you never know. Bam might be listening to us on uh on the on the podcasting platforms and stuff. So. You know what? I may I may jump on uh one day on that service and uh you know just talk for a little bit to see if I can find them and let them know where we are. Uh, yeah. But anyway, we're going to segue into uh, this week's wrestling news. Um, obviously, I'm going to start out with um, the news of uh, superstar Billy Graham. As we were just talking about, he did pass away this week. Um, he was suffering from multiple issues and was put on life support Tuesday um, after being the hospital being in the hospital for months due to multiple organ failures that were caused by an infection oh. in his ear uh, that had spread to his skull. Oh. Um, Graham, unfortunately, has had um, a long history of medical issues, uh, including cirrhosis of the liver, uh, multiple liver failures, and heart failure. Uh, oh. We were talking about steroids just a moment ago. I, a lot of, I shouldn't say a lot, because I, I, I don't know this for fact, but I think a lot of his issues were attributed to his, his use of steroids. Um, mm-hmm. Steroids, like anything else, if, if used in moderation, uh, can actually be beneficial to you health-wise, not just giving you a nice physique. Um, right. But I think overuse and, and overuse over a long period of time uh, contributed to some of those medical issues. Um Superstar influenced several wrestlers throughout the years. Um, he patterned his promo style after that of Muhammad Ali, which we talked about a little earlier. And his influence can be seen in wrestlers from like Ric Flair to Dusty Rhodes to Scott Steiner to most notably Hulk Hogan, um, Jesse Ventura. I think Jesse Ventura was probably closer to the look of Billy Graham. Yeah. Because you know what? For a while, I thought Jesse Ventura and Billy Graham were the same person. <laughs> I can, again, I can see that. I can absolutely see that. Because I, I thought, I, I thought it was like an early Hulk Hogan at the, at the very first, and I forgot to mention in the beginning, because I, I didn't think about Jesse Ventura for whatever reason, but I thought they were the same guy. <laughs> um, he debuted in 1969 uh, with Stampede, uh, the Stu Hart promotion in Canada. And his real name is Eldridge Wayne Coleman, um, and he gained the name Superstar Billy Graham in California as uh, the tag team partner, or the brother, rather, well, tag team partner as well, but the uh, the kayfabe brother of Dr. Jerry Graham and a member of the, the Graham family. No um, wonder they looked like the blonde hair and all that. Yeah, and from there... The Hill Club like, said, not, let's not forget the biggest steroid user of them all, Lex... Luga. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and, Lexi, Lexi. And, <laughs> and <laughs> unfortunately, I think Lex was using, or I didn't, I, I know he was using after it was illegal, but um, I think the entire time he was using, it was illegal. And unfortunately, yep. Luger is another individual that's paying the price of that usage. Um, I've had the opportunity to see him um, up close and you know, we've all seen him on TV and everything, but he, I'll say this: he's a very for the position that he's in right now. He's not bitter, that at least publicly, he's not bitter. Mm-hmm. He's upbeat and you know tries to use his situation to dissuade people from doing some of the things that he did. So, which I think is always, which I think is good. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, uh, superstar Billy Graham, rest easy, brother. Um, yes, sir. I appreciate your contributions. I was a, um, 
I saw you not in your prime live or, you know, in person or whatever, but, um, going back and watching some of your stuff, man, you're, you were a trailblazer. So rest in peace yeah. and thoughts and prayers go out to his family, his wife and two children. Yeah, absolutely. And I also want to, um, I want to send a special shout out to, uh, uh, Jim Brown, rest in peace to Jim Brown. He passed away yesterday. One yes. of the greatest, yes. one of the greatest, greatest, uh, football players, Ever the grace guys green earth and one of the greatest men to ever got uh, grace guys green earth. As I remember when those throwback jerseys came out. It seemed like it, well, everybody that was able to afford them because you know throwback jerseys, Mitchell, as we like to call them, a Mitchell and Ness, they'll run you about three hundred dollars a pop. Mm-hmm. But everybody that was able to get their hands on one, especially around the high school I attended, everybody had a Jim Brown jersey. As Jim a, Brown was the man. As Harley, the man. as Harley would say. He's the greatest wrestler on God's green earth. Absolutely. Uh, but Jim Brown was yeah, he makes 87 years old. For, for those of you who don't know much about Jim Brown, um, he is what we know now as a pure running back. Um, he was a bruiser. He would run people over. Uh, a relatively relatively short career in terms of what most uh, superstar athletes in football have. But if, if the story that I heard was correct, he had started in a movie and the Browns owner put it to him like, look, you can either make movies or play football, but you can't yep. do both. And Jim was like, oh, all right, see you. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think it was the Dirty Dozen. Yes. Yes. It was a dirty dozen. And Jim, Jim, Brown, he's, Jim Brown looked at that man and said, well, shit, <laughs> fuck you, I'm going to go. And man, you know, I'm, I'm, gonna take, I'm, I'm, I'm about to go take the easy money because he was, re- he was very yes. popular in Hollywood. Yes. Very popular. And in, in my opinion, um, I rank Barry, uh, Barry Sanders as the greatest running back in history just because if that man had had a, just a decent line in front of him, yeah. he would have averaged 2,000 yards or more easy per year. Easy, easy money. Easy he money. was that good. And right behind him is Jim Brown. Um, yeah. He was just and, – and here's the scary thing, Brandon. As good as he was at football, folks he, say he was that much better at lacrosse. Now, I don't yeah. follow lacrosse or whatever, but they say as good as he was at football, he was that much better at lacrosse. Yep. Um, so rest in peace to Jim Brown. Uh, thoughts and prayers going out to his family, and thank you, sir, for the activism that you uh, that you gave while you were alive and uh, fighting against uh, injustices and and uh, fighting on behalf of civil rights and things of that nature. Absolutely, he's one of those guys that I wish I would have had the opportunity to meet. I'd always just want to shake his hand. I he's have seen since he passed away. I've seen a lot of my friends. I'll say a lot of my friends. Several of my friends post pictures with him. Uh, the gentleman that I mentioned just a few minutes ago, Adam, he used to work for oh, I can't remember what radio station it was here in Atlanta, but it was a sports radio station. He got a chance to meet him. Uh, got a picture with him. Another friend of mine uh, had a picture with him when they came to. I can't remember what it was for here in Atlanta. Uh, I think it was the Super Bowl that was here in Atlanta. And okay. uh, he got a chance to meet him then. I'm not sure what he was. He was helping him in some sort of way. I don't know if he was a, a you know, a temporary personal assistant or whatever, but very cool to see those pictures. That's dope. 
continuing on with wrestling news, uh, one half of the WWE's women Raw Women's Tag Team Champions, Liv Morgan, uh, was injured on last Friday's uh, SmackDown. Uh, Michael, Michael Cole stated on Raw that the injury was significant and that she would miss a, quote, considerable amount of time due to the injury. Now, as we learned... What she do? Go ahead. Oh, what in the hell did you... Do you think that that was when, you know, Raquel Rodriguez took on that ride and she was laughing the whole time? May have been. I, I haven't gone I back to look I'm like, to see what the But I do want to go I got, I got to go back and see, because I'm like, where did she get hurt at? Yeah. Because... What the hell? That came out of nowhere. <laughs> so, and as we know, they they vacated the women's tag team chi- titles. Um, I believe they're having a fatal four way at the pay per view, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, out of that, I think that we'll see. That's where we'll see Rousey and Baszler come out of there as champions. Right. So, but so to add on to that, this is what I don't understand. In the words of my brother in law. Why would you have them vacate the titles if Raquel Rodriguez is still going to be in the match, but just have another partner? Thank you. Why, why, why don't you just let her just continue to hold the titles and she just find another partner? Yes. When because I, essentially, Lita and Becky Lynch did the same thing. Yeah. When, I, when, when Lita got hurt and then Trish Stadis came in and partook in the match, and then we know what happened after that. But still, why not just let Raquel, Raquel Rodriguez have another partner? And, but why they got to vacate the titles? Man, look, as you know, we talked about it last week. A lot of what they're doing right now makes absolutely no sense. And that's yeah, one of them. And that's what, because on Twitter, basically what they're saying is on Twitter, and I agree, that basically like the, the, the women tag team titles don't mean shit because they get vacated every other month. Yeah. And you don't really have any like really legitimately solid Tag teams in the women's division in the WWE right now. They okay. There's some that's like coming along now, but as long as those championships been around, they just been throwing teams together and just slapping those belts on just on damn near just about anybody. Yeah, it's. Uh, I I don't know what they're doing in, in terms of having them vacate the titles. I'm with you 100. percent That don't make no damn you sense. Can, you can because I, I, when, I, when I first heard they were vacating the titles, I didn't think uh, Rodriguez was going to be in the match until I saw right. the graphic. <laughs> and I was like, "Hold on, wait a minute." So you you could even work that into the storyline. You could have uh, what's the dude running the show? Uh, Adam Pierce. You could have Adam Pierce yeah. say, you know, storyline wise, look, if you can find another partner, you can be part of the match. But if you cannot yeah. find a partner, we're gonna, you know, by the end of the night or at least by the next week, if you can't find a, right. a partner, we're gonna have to strip you guys of the title. And that would have made more sense. It's that would have made a lot more sense. It's because the small then, things, man. The, right, because then you could have you could have milked that to the last hour, and then maybe, you know, next week, right before the show, I think the show is next Saturday, correct? Mm-hmm. So maybe next week, that Friday night, Adam Pierce comes out like, okay, have you found a partner? Because if not, we're going to vacate these titles, and it's going to be a three-way. Yeah. Yeah. And then, true. you know, then you come on out with whoever the person is going to be, or you show the graphic, or whatever. That could have been, and that and that, that would have been a, that would have been a dope that would have been a dope storyline, and that would have put more importance on the women's tag titles anyway, because that letting you know like, hey, we ain't finna just go do hot potato with this shit. This you know this this, this some real this some this some real shit or whatever. And you know, hey, things happens. Um, I hope Lil Morgan uh, is okay and will be able to come back. You know, a lot sooner than later with whatever it is that she has going on. 
But you know, hey man, shit happens, and if the person the person should be allowed to go find another partner now, before you get stripped of the damn tag titles, and then you're going back to try to win them back again. Come on now. Is is the LWO? Uh, I can't remember. Are they Raw or SmackDown? The LWO is SmackDown. Okay, never mind. I started Heel Club asked um, who they were who they were gonna pair her with. And I was going to say uh, Zelina Vega, but she's on SmackDown. Well, hell, that don't matter. They're included. You know matter. what? They're I'm included. not even touching that. I'm not getting into that this week. <laughs> I, I, I've been hearing in the, um, the <laughs> grapevine. There's some folks saying that it might be Gail Kim. I don't I'm not saying that it is going to be Gail Kim, but they trying to match up the graphics and all that. They're like, that look like, um, like Gail Kim. And I'm just, I don't know. Hmm. But it would be nice to see Gail Kim come back. They'll come back in WWE one. That would be interesting. Um, I think I think Gail Kim is highly underrated. This, so. this is going to come off as me being a little bit of a douchebag. I realize that. Yeah. But um, Gail Kim did some uh, did a uh, she was a spokesperson rather for a cell phone company. Um, I would urge those of you who are fans of Gail Kim to look up those spots. That's all I'll say. <laughs> um, <laughs> so <laughs> carrying on with, uh, with the news here, there is a new world order, Seth Rollins connection. Were you aware of this Brandon? No, I was not. All right. Seth Rollins has been cast for a role in the upcoming Marvel movie, Captain America, new world order. Ah, I had you going in, didn't I? You sure did. Um, you, you got you 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 got hook line and sink. There's uh, there's no word on on what his role will be uh, yet, but um, he will miss some time for filming. As a matter of fact, when uh, when they're going to be here in Atlanta, I think he's going to be doing some filming while they're here. Um, and Mustafa Ali seems to be on somebody's good side once again because he won the battle royal to be named the number one contender to Gunther's Intercontinental Championship. Now that was legitimately shocking. <laughs> yes, I'm with you 100%. That was legitimately shocking. Now, we'll see how the match goes. I just don't see those two matching up well stylistically. I don't either. But we'll see. Um, Man, Gunther gonna chop the, sh- and we, the dog shit out of him. <laughs> God Almighty! We have talked for weeks about um, AEW having a new show coming up, and they have officially announced it. Um, the new show is AEW Collision, which is the worst kept secret in all of professional wrestling right now. Uh, but the show will be two hours and will debut on June the seventeenth. At 8 p.m. on TNT. And there, I got a little bit of a commentary when we get to the, the ratings. A little bit of a commentary on on the uh, upcoming show. Um, Ron, can you, restate, can you restate what you just said? Because your mic went out for like oh, a couple of seconds. Okay. AEW officially announced this new Saturday show. AEW Collision. Uh, which I said was the worst kept secret in all of professional wrestling right now. Uh, <laughs> The show will be two hours, and it will debut on June the 17th at 8 p.m. on TNT. Hey, what do you think of the logo? I haven't seen the logo. Um, I, you haven't I, seen the logo? Yeah. Take a look at the logo. I'll take a look at it. I'll take a look at it. And tell me what, you remi- and tell me what it reminds you of. All right. 
give me one second. You go ahead and, and talk about something interesting, and I'll pull this logo up. <laughs> to talk about something interesting? No, nah, I'm waiting. On, no, we go pull up the logo and tell me exactly what that logo reminds you of. Because you, I think you're you going to get real nostalgic. Me, you no, <laughs> I'm not kidding at all. I see it. Because the first thing the, now, what do you now, what for the listeners? What does that is? What does that logo remind you of? WCW Monday Nitro's original. You got logo. damn right. Not not the uh, not the exploding vagina as Tony Schiavone likes to call it. Logo. That's that. that you know what? Tony ain't got no sense. Yeah, he, I lost it when he called he it an expo- no exploding vagina. <laughs> what the he hell? ain't got no. Wow, sense. it's even it's even red and yellow, man. It yeah. doesn't even fit the gold, black, and white color scheme of AEW. So we're going to turn this thing on. They're going to have the flaming outside floor, the red ropes. Wow. And I wouldn't even be surprised if they had the big AEW letters plastered on the side. That Nitro set is, that, that classic Nitro set is a classic. It was great. Like top down. It was great. That, 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 that's, it. that's one of my favorite to, to um, me, stages ever. I always liked now, I liked the original Titantron that they had, but I liked the Nitro set or entranceway, always liked the entranceway better than I did the the raw entranceway. And the the, yeah. the raw entrance, I'm not talking the original, because the original, there was really no entranceway. They just walked to the ring. Um, but when they had those uh, on the side, they had those uh, scaffolds with the cameras on them. That's yeah. that's the raw set that I remember or that I like the most. Yeah, that's the classic. And I wish I wish that that damn set still existed. Man, this is crazy. That low. <laughs> like yeah. if they, I'm um, t- run. If they okay come out and you see big AEW letters plastered on the side with the old, I'm like, bro, they're trying to bring. They're literally, I'm like, they're legitimately trying to bring WCW check, back. Check this out, though. WWE owns rights to WCW stuff. Right. Is this enough for Jerry McDivitt to go, hey, y'all got to change that logo? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't it, think so. It, it would be interesting to see. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with using <laughs> the colors or anything, but I don't think as long as they don't oh like God. do like the explosions and shit like that, I think they'll be fine. Right, they gonna have their same. Your club said next day have old WCW Saturday night entrance. Talking about that one that like they was in the warehouse. Yeah, no, I'm talking about the. I'm talking talking about the the nitro entrance where they're going. No, where the the fire. I'm looking at the street. Yeah, I'm looking at um, I'm looking at Hill Club's comment. He said next they gonna have WCW Saturday Night entrance too. <laughs> and you remember that entrance they had to look like the damn warehouse? Oh gosh, yes, I hated that where the doors open I and hate, the light flat. I, I hated that. That was so. I hated stupid. that so much. Oh gosh, that should look like a toy. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I'm guaranteeing you that's why they did it like that to try to sell sell that shit to kids. Yeah. So the uh, the official name. Of the new company combining UFC and WC, WCW. Let me try this again. WCW. The, the name of the new company combining UFC and WWE is going to be called TKO Group Holdings. 
um, both UFC and WWE will retain their own individual company names, but will be part of the new company under the uh, Endeavor umbrella. And I told Brandon when we did our, our pre-show before uh, coming live here, I kind of wish Kurt was on this week because, and I don't mean this like as an antagonist to Kurt, but I know Kurt was, I think, under the impression that this was kind of a merger uh, with Endeavor and WWE with Vince McMahon being on keel with uh, the CEO of Endeavor. And that's not the case. This was a sale. Um, it, it Even though Nick Khan will remain CEO of WWE and Vince McMahon remains executive chairman of WWE, Endeavor owns WWE. Um, I know it was a publicly traded company, but for all intents and purposes, us fans said Vince owned WWE, which in effect he did with 83% of the voting power. That was fucking ridiculous. But he doesn't own it anymore. Um, Endeavor owns it. This is uh, the first time anybody outside of the McMahon family has owned WWF, WWE, WWF, so on and so forth. Um, so this does mean that Vince McMahon no longer holds that 83% voting power. And in the past, uh, Vince and his family, uh, immediate family, meaning Linda, uh, Shane, and Stephanie, they were the only ones that were issued Class B stock, which meant that they had more voting power, which meant that they received um, dividends first, all that stuff. That doesn't exist anymore. Um, that's going away, and I'm not sure when the uh, the new company goes goes public or whatever. Uh, so that'd be interesting to see, man. Um, how, how does it feel, Brandon? Us us being the age we are, how does it feel knowing that WWE like is is not owned by Vince McMahon? It's a little weird. Yes, <laughs> it's a little weird, but I think over time we'll get used to it. Yeah, so what, it is a little weird. It, it'll be interesting to see what, if any, changes that uh, TKO Group Holdings makes. Um, and some more AEW like, news. Oh, go ahead, Brandon. Do you have something to say? I was about to say it'll be like, what if the what if the USFL buys the NFL? <laughs> mm. That would be interesting. Like, huh? But you get used to it. <laughs> In uh, in some more AEW news, Ace Steel has been rehired, and apparently he was rehired months ago and has been working as part of the creative team of AEW remotely. He's not traveling with them; um, he's doing everything remotely. Um, but when they start Collision, aka Nitro Junior, uh, he's going back on the road as an agent. So that's going to be interesting. Um, I don't know that the Bucks or Omega or any of those guys that they had the beef with will be involved with Collision. Um, so we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, speaking of creative, uh, Brian Danielson is going to be part of the creative team for AEW collu- uh, Collusion. <laughs> it is Collusion. Yeah. It is Collusion. Damn it! They're they're ripping off Nitro. Um, but yeah, he's going to be part of the creative team for AEW Collision. And if you notice, he hasn't wrestled since his last match. So I don't know if this is a way, I guess, maybe to get him out of in-ring competition. I don't know if he suffered any injury. Lord, I hope he didn't suffer another concussion. But 
Um, he hasn't wrestled since then, and uh, he's going to be part of the creative team. So keep your eyes on that. See see where that goes. Um, here's where I said I would have uh, some commentary on. Uh, oh, I thought it was part of the um, the ratings, but it's here. Um, the reports are that AEW do a roster split between Rampage and Collision. That's not saying very much because Rampage isn't very good. Um, but the, the personal opinion I had here is that now with AEW Collision, there will be six shows and 12 hours of wrestling on TV each week from WWE and AEW. Not not six each, but six total shows, 12 total hours each week. And to me, man, this is oversaturation of oversaturation. Um, too much of anything is a bad thing. I felt that way for a while. Um, I know Bischoff didn't have a choice with Thunder, but I thought Thunder was, was too much, and Thunder suffered because it wasn't Nitro. Um SmackDown was the exception to the rule, I think. SmackDown was, at times, better than Raw. But at that absolutely. time... Hmm? I said absolutely. Yeah, so... And, but even still, one was on Monday initially, and originally, uh, SmackDown was on, I think, Friday originally. So you had... It used to be on, so you, it used to be on Thursday. Okay, that's what it was. It was Raw Monday. It was Raw Monday, SmackDown on Thursday, and then you had Sunday Night Heat. Yeah, oh, man, I actually liked Sunday Night Heat. But anyway, I, did too. I thought then that that was, that was too much wrestling because you had Nitro, Raw, Thunder, SmackDown, and as you said, Heat, and then you still had uh, WCW Saturday Night for a while. Saturday and, Night. And WCW Main Event on Sundays. The main Event, WCW Worldwide. Yeah. And you had... um. WWF superstars and super yeah superstars on Sunday morning and you had live wire on Saturday morning. Yeah, just a lot at of ten o'clock in the morning. A whole and, oh <laughs> and, and let's not forget on channel sixty nine at eleven thirty you had WWF jacked because <laughs> we had, before we had cable that was the only way I could watch the WWF. I ain't gonna forget that. So I don't even think I've ever seen it. So, speaking of of well, it used to be channel sixty nine. Now it's CW, but. Have you ever checked out Women of Wrestling or whatever on that show? No. Oh, yeah. Don't don't hurt yourself to check it out because it's. I didn't even know it came on that channel. Yeah. Well, I just happened to see it, and I was interested in checking it out. Looked at it, and you remember? Have you ever seen the actual episodes of Glow? Not the Netflix series, but the wrestling show. I've I've checked a couple of them out. Yeah. And that was pretty hokey, right? Right. Women wrestling is worse, Ooh. in my opinion. So, um, so moving on, we're going to go through the ratings here. These ratings are for the week of May eighth through May twelfth. As I said last week, we're going to go back to. Um... <laughs> I'm sorry, Brandon, but I just read Hill Club. I, no, I, I saw it. And, and the, look, yeah. Hill Club. I 100 percent agree with you. A hundred percent. Like you took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, like um, I'm, I'm reading. I'm like, Hill Cubs pulling the run. Like, here we go. <laughs> but yeah, we're we're running these these uh, these ratings one week behind. So Monday Night Raw on uh, May eighth 
drew 1.785 million people on average. That's up less than 1% from May the 1st, where they had 1.778 million people on average. Uh, NXT on May 9th had 601,000. That is up nearly 6% from the previous week, May 2nd, where they had 568,000 viewers. AEW Dynamite on the 10th drew 877,000 viewers. That's up 13% from the previous week, uh, May 3rd, with 776. The, the, the playoffs are hurting them, <laughs> but they, they rebounded yeah. this week. So uh, AEW Rampage on May the 12th pulled in 284,000 viewers uh, for a couple of reasons. They were pushed back to Saturday, and uh, they ran at 10 p.m., and Saturday night that late, at least, is uh, that's the death nail. Uh, that's down yeah. right around 3.5% from the previous week. May 5th, they had 294,000. Uh, SmackDown on the 12th pulled in 2.149 million people on average. That's up 4% from the previous week, May 5th, with 2.059. So um, I initially said everybody was up, Brandon. I was wrong. All the WWE shows were up. Both of the AEW show, or Rampage was down. Hold on. I'm stupid. Slow down, Ron. Uh, Rampage was down. And everybody else was. I think Rampage is. On, I think Rampage. I think Rampage is on his way out. And and that's what I was. I was thinking I think too. Um, I I just don't see how, as a company, you you run a wrestling show on Wednesdays, then Friday, and follow right behind it on Saturday with a primetime show. Right. Um. So I think by, I, if I read correctly, I think they're counseling Dark and Rampage and all it. <laughs> but um, collision. Uh, man, if you guys don't follow, uh, if you guys don't follow AEW botches on Instagram, I implore you, please follow them because it's hilarious. But they did a best of the worst of AEW botches for Dark and Dark Rising because they're going away. Check that out. It's it's hilarious, but it's also very very sad. Uh, mm. So this week, folks, uh, Brandon and I are going to run through the uh, the Monday Night Raw and AEW Dynamite shows fairly quickly. Uh, not going to spend a whole lot of time on it. I think Brandon and I both agree that Raw was better this week than it has been, but still not great. Um, would you agree with that, Brandon? I agree. Okay. But it was watchable. Yes, I will say that. Very watchable. All right. So, on May 15th, we had Shinsuke Nakamura, excuse me, defeating The Miz. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, Mustafa Ali won the IC title Battle Royal. Dominic Mysterio, the greatest heel in the business, as Brandon calls him, defeated Barnum. Xavier Woods. Indus Sher, I think I'm pronouncing that last name correctly, uh, defeated, they got it listed. <laughs> They got it listed here as local competitors. <laughs> yep. Damn it, man. Oh, man. And Raquel Rodriguez defeated Chelsea Green. Um, we went through the ratings. Brandon, what 
of these matches, which one was your favorite? Um, I lean towards the Dominic Mysterio and Xavier Woods match simply because of Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> so because yeah. I don't give a fuck. I don't. I don't give a fuck about the Miz. I'm tired of the Miz. I don't really care about the Miz. So I kind of tuned that one out. When Dominic calls on, yes, heel club, that is what I see. Dominic Mysterio is the best heel in the business today. <laughs> I ain't saying he don't mean ever, but today he's the best heel in the business. Who gets more heat than he does? MJF not even getting that kind of nuclear heat that he does. But anyway, I digress. Um, I think, I think, I think, I thought that that was a pretty good match. It was watchable. Um, I think, you know, if, if Xavier's going to run by himself, I think that he needs to, I think that they need to change him up a little bit. I, I dug the thing that they did with the King of the Ring, but then they just cut it off. Why? I don't know. But, yeah. you know, but now nah, I, I, I thought that was the best match. And just Dominic just every time he, he can't even get on the mic good before everybody just start, they just boom him out of the arena. It almost looked like he just want to start. He just want to look at just bust out laughing a couple times, you know, <laughs> uh, what me being me, I probably start. I just, I just start laughing. I'll I, I start laughing. And just look at the crowd and be like, Hey, you know what? Y'all ain't shit either. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, welcome to the show. Keep on talking. Matthew says that he was at SmackDown last night, and it was two SmackDown shows. So, Matthew, do you mean oh, yeah. do you mean they had the live show and then they taped one behind it? Um, let us know. That's interesting. If they did, yeah. Um, and you know they're going. Uh, they're going. They're going overseas next week. So ah, that probably that makes perfect sense. Yes, uh, Matthew. Yeah. That's usually that's what they do usually. Matthew, can can we ask a very very small? Oh, Matthew looks like Matthew's gone. I was going to ask for a like, but anyway. <laughs> so um, I I agree with you, uh, uh, Brandon. Um, I I don't care about the Miz. Um, I mean, for one, I was never a huge fan of his, but for one, they they beat him to death. They made him absolutely meaningless. Um, mm-hmm. And and Shinsuke, like I said. It, they brought him back. It should have been a, a huge return. He should be whooping some ass right now. And yeah, he beat the Miz, but he's wearing the Elvis jumpsuit. And it just, <laughs> you bring him back to do the same thing. So it makes no sense to me. Um, we talked about it earlier. Mustafa Ali was definitely a surprise winning that, that IC title battle royal. Um, I'm going to skip over Dominic and, and Xavier Woods and come save that for last. Um, Indus sure is a huge dude, and I would like to see what he could do against a a viable opponent. Um, I get why yeah. they're I get why they're doing the 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 uh, oh, damn it uh, squash matches. I get that to try to get him over as the big dude. Um, Raquel Rodriguez back again as a singles wrestler. Um, I've got nothing but good things to say about her. But back to Dominic Mysterio. I am hard-pressed. Initially, I was like, is he the, the hottest heel right now? And to be honest with you, dude, I'm hard-pressed to think of anybody that's even near that level right now as far as Uh-oh. heels go. And he came out of nowhere. Yeah. With but I think it was like the perfect it was like the perfect storm because you see a kid on national television disrespecting his dad and his mom and his sister. What kind of human being would you be to be like, that's the coolest shit I've ever seen? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, morally, you're like, bro, that's your daddy. That's the man that put you on. You ain't, you here because of him. You know what I'm saying? And all the stuff that he was doing and saying, and then he went and told his mama to shut up. And 
He deserved deserve it. Food. They, and, and to call the sister stupid and threw water on her. And, or was it tequila? And this thing, she's about to jump over that rail, beat the shit out of them. Yeah. And, you know, and it, 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 was, it was just some good overall. I know that, you know, it, you know, we was all, you know, kind of tired of the whole storyline at that time. But, like, retrospectively thinking, I'm like, that was the perfect storm because that's the easiest way. That is the easiest way to get a crowd to turn against you. You yeah. pull at their heartstrings. And that's something that we can all relate to because we all know somebody that went up against their parents or whatever. And, and you be like, what the hell was you, what are you thinking? <laughs> and the thing about it what is, man, Dominic is leaning into this. Like, he's not, he's not being half-assed with it. Like, he's leaning, he is leaning into it and playing it up because what he lacks in size, what he lacks and in-ring ability right now, you know, that that I'm sure that'll get better. It's not bad now, but it'll get better. Right. But what he lacks in those two areas, he more than makes up for when he talks that shit. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's, one, it's, just one, it's funny. It's so funny to watch. I'll be over here laughing my ass off. It is. And I'm just waiting on the day where he's just like, you know what, man, man like, you know, in, in the nicest way possible, or corporate way possible. <laughs> Hey man, y'all ain't hey 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 y'all ain't shit either. Y'all let me t- y'all ain't just start talking shit to the crowd, yeah. man. Literally. Oh man, man, oh. and I, I'm sorry. I, when, when the day comes that he does it, I'm gonna fall out of my damn chair rolling. I'm probably gonna call y'all I'm like, hey, did y'all just see this shit? Oh, he man. finally did it. He told the base and told the told the audience to kick rocks and kiss my ass. Oh, y'all gonna see him? <laughs> Wait till he win his first. Wait till he win his first single championship. Oh man, you ain't gonna be able to tell oh, that my kid nothing. oh my god! Oh my god! So jumping over to AEW Dynamite, and I don't understand why they don't have these matches. We can't. They do. I take that back. Number one, they do. Um, we had Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy defeating Big Bill and Lee Moriarty. Uh, Big Bill. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna talk about that in just a second. Um. We had Sammy Guevara defeating Exodus <laughs> Exodus Prime. Um, then we had the Outcast defeating Britt Baker and Hikaru Shida. Roderick Strong defeating Chris Jericho. Jungle Boy defeating Rush. And Jay White defeating Ricky Starks. Um, I don't have a best match for any of this. Um, I'm not going to say every match was bad. I enjoyed Darby Allin. That then yeah. that's it, Darby Allen. I didn't. I don't care for Orange Cassidy. I like. <laughs> I like Big Bill, but that name. It sounds like something out of an old NWA territory. Yes, like they should. You like, know what I'm saying? Like big, I'm like Big Wild Bill or something like this. <laughs> yeah, like how Big I, Bill. Like come, I could come up with something better than that. Why can't they call him? Why can't they do what WWE did with with Taz? And it, it change it. They called him Big Cass in in WWE. Call him Big Cass in K A Z Z something because that's how people know him. And and at least it it sounds better. It's not great, but it sounds better than Big Bill. I'm with you, Big that's Bill. I like, like some I like bad the name Big. Right, I like the name Big Cass. He don't look like a big bill to me. You know what I'm saying? Like if I see a big a big bill, big bill big sounds bill like a seven. like a big overweight farmer wrestling in overalls. Yeah, I got the big like look. A big bill is probably six eight, four hundred fifty pounds, belly, 
uh, beat and raggedy beard, <laughs> wearing a um, John Deere trucker hat and some boots. I get I get Haystacks Calhoun vibes from the name Big Bill. And if you don't know who Haystacks Calhoun is, Brandon, look him up, or anybody else for that matter, look him up, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Um. Sammy Guevara, is he a heel or a babyface? I understand that's his hometown. But even if that is his hometown, he can do what JBL did. JBL came out in Texas, built him up, and then pulled the rug completely out from under him and maintained his heel status while putting his town over. Um, I lost Brandon here. Let's see. Give me one second, folks. I'm going to send Brandon a... Uh, <laughs> ah, there he is. He's back. He's back. Man, you know what? That's about the third time that didn't happen. I don't know. Maybe it's because I left my maybe maybe it's because I left my um my iPad idle for too long. Maybe that has something. Now I'll say uh, this because I'm afraid of that happening. Not not because it has, but I'm afraid of that happening. Every so often, I'll touch my screen, and then with yeah. the computer, I'll I'll wiggle my mouse a little bit. That sounds so dirty. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I'm wiggling. I'm, I'm wiggling my mouse while I'm talking to y'all. <laughs> oh. But anyway, oh. as I was saying, what was the name of Big Cass's partner? Enzo. Enzo Amari. So for some reason, I'm just looking at. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at um, Big Bill. I'm like, okay, Enzo Amari is going to jump into the ring. <laughs> but you know, we know it ain't going to happen. So my yeah. name is Enzo Amore. Hey, look, man, that was pretty damn cool. I'm telling you. And see, you and Kurt, if I remember correctly, I think it was both of y'all, shit on the idea of me saying, bring in Enzo. You can't call him Enzo, but bring in Enzo. Put him with, let's not call him Big Bill. uh, Put him with it and and revitalize that shit. You may not have liked him, but the crowd loved it. And his name yeah. is Big Cast. He's seven foot tall, and you can't teach that. And that's legit. You cannot teach seven foot tall. <laughs> I'm a legit G, or wait, I'm a legit G and a certified stud or something like that. Some ridiculous yeah. shit. Um, he was ass shit. It was some bullshit, but he said it so good to where he could make anybody believe. Yes. I was. He had to give me. I was like, man, I wish I had that kind of gift, man, boy. <laughs> So we come next to Sammy, and, and this is where I think I lost you. Sammy Guevara and Exodus Prime. Is Sammy, uh, what I said while you were going, is Sammy a heel or is he a baby face? And I understand I that they're in his hometown, but I said that J, JBL came out when they were in Texas and put Texas over and then pulled the rug out from under them. Was that was fucking hilarious. Yes. So you can still do that. I I if you're gonna turn Sammy, the thing to do will be turn him at the pay per view. Don't don't turn him before that. I I vote completely against turning him because he's not a likable person. And in terms no. of his style, he's not likable. He is the asshole heel, or should be. Yeah, I like him. I like him much better as a heel. Yes. And do the name Exodus Prime. Um, could we be less transformery? Yeah. <laughs> so, but hey, man, he, he he got on TV and did what he does. So, 
Um, Outcast and Britt Baker and Hikaru Shida, I don't care. Do you have anything to say about that? Nope. Roderick Strong defeats Chris Jericho. I have nothing to say about that. Do you? I, when they were in that stand wheel, I thought somebody was going to go off of that rail. Yeah. The, uh, the little side ledge. And I'm like, is somebody going to get thrown off? Then, no, nah, they <laughs> stepped back over. Yeah. Damn. But, hey, it was what it was. Now, we come to Jungle Boy and and Rush or Roosh or however you pronounce his name. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. This, this thank you. We saw, was he on the card at, at Ric Flair's last match? I think he was. I, I want to say I remember that ring of time. Hold on. Let me go uh, take a Wait a minute. All right. Got so my while, poster. Hang it up. It's about to come down in a few minutes, but I'm supposed to hang it up. Let me see. While he checks that I'm out, taking folks. Taking a, take a, take a, take a walk. Walking and talking. I'm, Let's see. I'm going to tell y'all. No, that Bruce was not on the card. Bandito was. That's his brother. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you that Jungle Boy has the charisma of a rock. And I don't mean <laughs> Dwayne Johnson. I mean a fucking rock you would find out in your yard. Um, this, this dude has no charisma whatsoever. And this match, they're trying to build him up as one of the pillars of AEW, where they are calling him a pillar. I don't understand why. But this match made him look weak as hell. Even though he won, Roosh no-sold a lot of his shit, which made him look bad. I don't know if that was on purpose. I don't know if that was part of the match. I don't know, but I'm tired of seeing Jungle Boy. I don't, I don't like it. I don't care for him. I'm tired of seeing Jungle Boy. What do you got to say about this one? Um. Well, I'm glad. Number one, I'm glad. Well, I'm glad y'all right because that landing that he took on the outside, man. Got, I can't remember if he got clotheslined or whatever the fuck. If he wouldn't have not turned in the split second that he did. He would have broke his neck for sure. That was he. Uh, it was a belly overhead belly to belly belly to belly suplex off the ring apron. Yeah. And okay. The, the reason I remember it so clearly is AEW botches. I literally watched that before we started recording. Yeah. And they replayed it and slowed it down. And you're 100 percent correct. Had he not tucked and rolled at that, or whatever it was, he how he did it at that last second, he would have landed on his head. He um, would have for sure broken his neck. Yes. Hands down. You couldn't tell me that he would not have broken his neck. So I'm, That was scary. I'm like you. I'm glad. So I'm, glad I'm, I'm glad he's all, I'm, I'm glad he all right. He had, you know, the athleticism to kind of, you know, just, you know, make that turn. Well, you know, flip himself over to correct it because, you yeah. know, you know, like once again, you know, man, hey, shit happens. You know, it's it's the wrestling. Like 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 Bully Ray says a lot. This ain't ballet. Yeah. So you know, it, it you know it, it you know things happen. But man, I watched that over about four or five times, and I'm just like, it is a miracle that he did not. He was just able well, to go contort up. his body in a way to protect himself. Because boy, go that would have been bad. Go on Instagram and watch the AEW botches, and I, I'm I'm not just like shamelessly. They're not paying me to pluck them. But right. uh, go back and watch it because they slow it down to two or three different speeds. They'll show you, you know, how it happened live, and then they'll slow it down a little bit more and a little bit more, and then they zoom in when they slow it down the, the slowest, and you can see his head is literally just an inch or two above the mat, and he, and he rotated at that last minute or whatever. 
Um, as for the main event, Jay White and Ricky Starks, not a bad match. Um, I don't know what to think of Jay White yet because I haven't seen a lot of this stuff, to be perfectly honest with you. Same. And with Ricky Starks, AEW has a history of either uh, – well, yeah, I'm going to say it's the, it's the wrestlers themselves getting themselves over and being hot as shit, and then AEW doesn't know what to do with them. Wardlow is a joke right now. And he yeah. at one point – he was hot as hell. No, oh, yeah, he was white hot. S- same thing with Ricky Starr. That one promo that he cut made all the difference in the world for him, and now they've just they just did nothing with him really. He's in the main event here, but and it wasn't a bad match, but I, they keep doing this because I think they're hell bent on making sure that uh, the the ballet club or what bullet club or whatever they're calling themselves now the black poo combat club and the the elite are staying at the top spots now i know we don't see a lot of um the elite as a group right now but i just think they're hell-bent on making sure those guys and i'm not saying you can't keep even though i'm not a fan of theirs i'm not saying you can't keep them in the top spots but you at some point you've got to bring some other people up yeah you gotta make new stars yes that's what happened. That's that's what killed. That's one of the things that killed WCW. Oh, they didn't God, make any yes. new stars. God, yes. So. And then they really didn't start to make new stars until the very end. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was too late. It was way too late because the show was so disorganized by that point. Yeah. Show it was, was too late, so but you had a lot of great talent that was coming along. And, you know, a lot of those guys ended up becoming stars. AJ Styles, Booker T, you know, they, they ended up becoming stars in other places. So Shane Hills. Shane, yo, yeah, sugar, 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 sugar Shane Hills. Sugar Shane Hills. Sugar Shane Hills with the sugar, <laughs> with the sugar babies. Remember the sugar babies? Yes. <laughs> and man, I couldn't believe they made that dude change his name to Gregory. Oh, man. Gregory Hills when he went to WWE. We've already got a scene, pal. Yeah, man. That was listening to the Stone Cold Podcast. Shout out to the Stone Cold Podcast. He didn't do it anymore. That was one of my favorite shows in the beginning. Yes. Of the podcast. Anyway, I agree. Oh. Um, um, no, nah, he had Shane Hills on, and he was like, man, they was, he was getting ready to do the whole, he was going to come over, because when he came to the WWE the first time, he was Sugar Shane Hills. He was getting ready to do the whole, the whole, the whole shebang, the way he did it. He was going to have the Sugar Babies and all of them, and Vince shut that shit down. He said, hell no. I was like, ah. The damn shit. That was pretty damn cool, man. Hey, hey. I've, 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 I've always been a Shane Hills fan ever since yes. the beginning. Even when he was in three count, I've always been a fan. So Absolutely. And despite that, okay, I've always said that The Undertaker was a horrible gimmick. But Mark Calloway made it work. Yep. He was the only one that could have done that. The Hurricane would have ruined anybody else's career. Yep. But Shane Hughes, that shit was fire. <laughs> yep. And, 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 it and was what about Rosie? Because he's a real life comic book nerd. Yes. What about Rosie? The superhero in training. Shit. <laughs> boy, that was some real shit. They, Rosie, did boy, they did they did my boy they did my boy dirty on that one, man. Superhero. And Molly. They did yes. both dirty on that hey, one. Man. I was like, y'all, come on now, man. How about Molly seeing her during the dress? She still looks like she did when she was wrestling. That means she's taking great care of herself. Yes, sir. Yes, and sir. I believe she's a very un- she's a very underrated performer as well. Very underrated. But yeah, man, I uh 
Yeah, the, the guys at, at the end of WCW, there were some definite stars there. Um and you know, they they saddled like we said, we they saddled Shane Helms with a with a horrible they almost ruined Booker T. With GI Bro? Yeah. No. No, no, with the Hunter thing. Not not GI Bro. With uh when he when they uh Oh, no, 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 not, not the Hunter thing, not the Hunter thing, um, The Rock, he was like, who, who are you? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So they almost ruined Booker T, Booker They, they sure did, oh my god, they straight, they shit it on Booker, but at the same time, you know what, man, you couldn't tell me that, book, like, out of the Harlem Heat, Booker T wasn't the star. Oh, easily. And so that, and that, and that, that, that star shone bright, cause he just can't, he, he, Booker T did his thing, you couldn't deny him. Yeah, no. You could not deny Booker T, at all. you just, you couldn't deny him. Not at all. They, they, not straight, they, they threw him over there with, uh, now first of all, what I think put Booker T over the top is when he had that few Stone Cold and they fought in that damn grocery store. <laughs> yes. I think that brought, I think that was after that rock come in or, or oh, whatever. Oh shit, yes. Yeah, you know, they had the battle of basically the book, he had the book, Booger had the book in and Rock had the rock bottom in the same damn move. So they had the battle of that. And then he went to go fight Stone Cold in the grocery store. That was classic shit. Yes. And it's still funny. Absolutely. He's laying on the damn, he's sitting over here laying on the, laying on that damn, <laughs> laying on the checkout count. I'm going to get you. Like he crying. <laughs> I'm going to get you. Hey man, and check this out, man. <laughs> Shout, I, I also say shout out to Booker oh. Man for, for turning his life around from a Deal. from a dude that that robbed the very same Wendy's that he was working at. That was crazy <laughs> in his uniform, no less. That was crazy in his uniform. How many people is bold enough to do something like that? And you kept, you know, I kept on doing it because we got away with it. I'm like, you know what? But but to to turn it around, man, and and that dude is now. One of, in in my opinion, one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. Um, he's running his own school. He's still working for WWE, and on his podcast, pulls no punches. Like even though uh-huh. he's working for WWE, he's not like, talking shit. Yeah, he's not like some people that are like, well, WWE is the greatest ever. No, he he says if it's shitty, uh-huh. it's shitty. But like, hey, like Hill Club said, he got guts, man. Like Booker T got bought, he got bought, like he got bought. If anybody got balls, the great balls, the size of grapefruits is him. Yes. Anytime you go rob the place that you work in the damn uniform that you're working in, the same damn one. <laughs> it ain't like he went across town in his uniform. No, no. He walked into the same one <laughs> and went back and did it again because he got away with it the first time. Yes. Oh my god, that's just classic. Yeah, now I know he ain't proud of it, but I'm right, sorry. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's one of those stories you got to tell your dad. You got to sit where you put all your grandkids, put all your grandkids in the circle. You got to tell them that story. <laughs> yes. Let me let me tell y'all how I feel. Well, go, <laughs> go back. Go back. Go back to school. Like I, I bet your granddaddy ain't go rob his go and go rob wigs in his uniform, and he worked there. My granddaddy better than yours. <laughs> oh, so y'all don't know nothing. My granddad robbed the same damn Wendy's that he worked at twice while wearing yep. the uniform. Wearing the damn with his name tag on it. <laughs> he didn't care. And he got away with it. Oh man. My granddaddy better than yours. He don't need no gun. <laughs> oh man. 
Well, folks, that's our show for today. We ended it on a very hilarious note after starting out on. Shout out to Book. Hey, shout out to Booker T, man. Yes, yes, Booker. Shout we're we're Booker not T. we're not clowning on you, bro. No, nah, we ain't clowning you at all. You just you, you look, sir. You have been putting smiles on our faces <laughs> yes. for over twenty, thirty years, man. Oh man, for real. Tell me, years, so. you didn't just say this, <laughs> man. Oh man, but uh, Hill Club, we want to thank you once again for uh, joining in with us and uh, sharing your thoughts and, and memories of Billy Graham. And uh, once again, we want to offer our condolences and thoughts and prayers to uh, not only the family of superstar Billy Graham, but the family as as Brandon brought up, the family of Jim Brown as well. Yes, sir. Um, you all have a, a great weekend. Take care of yourselves. Take care of one another, as Jerry Springer would say. Brandon, what do you got to, to lend the folks as we get ready to get out of here? Hey, man, y'all just en- enjoy your week. Yeah, we get ready to send y'all kids right on back home where they belong. <laughs> Straight to y'all. <laughs> and uh, just, you know, on a personal note, y'all just keep my, uh, just keep my family in your prayers at this moment. Absolutely. We're going through, we're going through some, uh, get ready to go through some changes. I put it that way, but we'll do. We'll you know, do. just keep us in our thoughts and our prayers. We greatly appreciate it. All right, man. And and uh, on, on a more personal note, if you need anything, you know, just hit me up, man. I'll do whatever I can. All right, I will All right. appreciate it. Y'all take care, everybody, and we'll see you guys right. next Saturday at 10 a.m. And uh, Kurt may or may not be back with us. We'll see. Yeah, we don't know yet. We'll find out. <laughs> All right, everybody. Yeah, and, and, and shout out to Hill Club. He says the show is amazing. Fans tune in next time. This show rocks. The Hill is out of here. That's dope as shit. <laughs> the Hill is out of here. That's dope as shit. Yeah, okay. All right, y'all. We got we to get out of here, y'all. Y'all take it easy. All right, man. All right.